And Dino, I've just lost it now. I wanted to read out um, Pete from Bow Desert. Richie Callan's about to join us. Pete's chimed in, Dino. Hey, boys, can I get the Victorian stewards up here to lodge a protest against my missus? <laughs> Pete from Bow Desert. Richie Callan is on the line. Rich, good morning. The uh, whip debate... It's an issue that won't go away in racing, and quite rightly so. Equine welfare is important, but I think that protest decision yesterday has opened up a Pandora's box. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. Yeah, don't let the Victorian stewards uh, try and sit on the hill of animal welfare. Yesterday had nothing to do with animal Mm. welfare. Yesterday had something to do with grandstanding, treating our customers with disdain. Uh, that's what it's all about. Why was it yesterday? Why was it the 17th day of December 2022 when the stewards decided to uphold a protest in relation to the riding crop? What about the races at Yagara? What about the races at the Mel- Pakenham that we Melbourne before Cups. when three jockeys had the yeah. persuaded with whip? What about when a horse ran eighth instead of seventh? Why didn't they lodge a protest then? Mm. They are called grandstanding, big noting, and they're doing no favours for the racing industry. Yeah, Rich, we did have a caller. I'm not sure if you heard, and it was Kath. And everyone's I heard Kath. And, and she's entitled opinion. And that's that was my point, re-equine welfare. Whip is part of it. We have to be important. But the whip rule in racing, I know you've got your own thoughts. I've always felt it was a dog's breakfast. I think there's an easy solution to this because right now it's not black and white. Get rid of that decision or that possibility of lodging a protest because it's such a grey area. And if we have to, maybe make the the fines and penalties um, harder again for jockeys. Um, most of them get get it. Um, there's the odd breach like yesterday with Blake Shin, but to see that protest upheld, I just think this is putting racing into, into pretty dangerous waters now, Rich. As soon as it happened yesterday, Ray, I said to myself, Rich, now tomorrow morning when you get on with Ray and Bulldog, nice and cool, nice and calm, <laughs> just play a straight bat. Don't get excited. And look, the, the thing is, Ray, who is to de- how did the stewards determine, as you said, quantify what mm-hmm. the margins is uh, in relation to a Mark Zara using the, the persuader, a Hugh Bowman, a James McDonald, a Blake Shin, a Kath O'Hara? Is that going to change the horse's is that going to improve the horse? You've got the horse whisperer from overseas. I can't even remember his name. Who I disagree with a lot of his thoughts. Monty Roberts. Monty Roberts. Yeah, well, Monty's yeah, in it. Yeah. Monty says that the horse goes slower with the persuader. Mm. Why didn't you give the Why didn't you give the horse that Blake Shin rode an extra half neck if it made the horse go slower? It would have won easier. How can you quantify? So, do you reckon they do it in a Melbourne Cup, Rich? Do you reckon they do that in a Melbourne Cup? No way uh, in the look, world. No way in the world. They've been pushing that way for a long way uh, in Victoria. Um, I, I honestly don't know of any other industry that tries to disenchantise their, their customers. Um, imagine if David James or Woolworth, Woolworth, you know, you know, you go to the cash register and they throw an extra fifteen dollars on there, and you don't even realise. You know, no, no industry. You can't keep shooting yourself in the foot like this. But mm. Racing Victoria, they've been going that path for a long time. Uh, and we are, and, and a lot of the time in the don't get me wrong, mm. I can tell you I spent a, a lot of money over the years, and a few people have vouched for this of keeping horses out of you know, harm's way. So unfortunately, we're catering for a minority that doesn't even really exist. Mm. Rich, is there a, an answer to this? Is there a solution? Um, there is, but uh, look, there's. Every state has their, their, their own minds, their own thoughts. Uh, I think a lot of people are, uh, that make the decisions and those that probably we need to come to consensus. And I think we're pushing towards that. But Racing Victoria, I believe, have led their own path and, and, and now got the result that they wanted. Hey, Rich, um, Keith has written in Morning Boys Whip Use, if 
it was a dead heat. If 27 strikes doesn't make a difference, then why use it at all? As to well, not, as to, uh, I'll just finish. As to not being painful, says who? I've seen no studies showing this, etc. Um, Rich, I reckon that's a, a really good point because I don't think the industry has quite articulated um, a number of things. One, uh, the modern use of the whip. You can't go above the shoulder. It's a smaller crop um it's a very light crop it's padded um, exactly and you you see horsemen and women tell you repeatedly people who are at the coal face it doesn't hurt the horse maybe but, we need to articulate that message more maybe the industry hasn't sold that well enough yet what you said right earlier about the, the rule being a dog's breakfast is right tell that gentleman get 27 out of your head get 27 mm. out of your head because that's not what the rule was yesterday Blachin over went over by seven prior to the 100-metre mark. It's all about when the rule says you can only have five prior to the 100, but after that you go for your life, how silly a rule is that to start with? You know, that's where everyone's watching the races. And it's all about public perception and what they see. So get 27 out of your head. The problem is if you had to name the top 20 jockeys who you think, you know, encourage the horses the best with a persuader, I wouldn't have Blake Shin in them. Blake Shin's more of a flicker yep. and a more of an encourager. Yeah, so actually, why are they determining that it's Blake Shin this time? That's a really uh, good point, Rich. Say, but the, yeah. Blake Shin's had more rule breaches down there. He's the new, <laughs> he's the new bad boy down there. Yet. He's one of the most nicest young men you'll ever meet. Yeah, it's a really good point you make. If you watch Blake riding and how he uses the whip, it's a little flick behind. So, uh, again, look, um, this is an issue. It's going to be divisive and it's going to, um, you know, create opinion and debate. That's fine. And we need to be cognizant of that in the racing industry because equine welfare is so important. But I do think maybe, Rich, we haven't articulated um, the modern use of the whip um, very well. Hey, Rich, we'll get on to the racetrack yesterday, and Lazago did a good job in the opener. Uh, very impressive filly, uh, no doubt about that. She's very nice filly. Um, she did a lot of things wrong. She still beat the sprue course. Um, she's, I think whether she'll have a little break now and perhaps you know look to the autumn only just a, you know a little ease up. But she she's top draw. She's A grade, and uh, they're going to know she's around come the autumn. That was impressive. Rich, I am me. How good? Mm. Yeah, well. When they keep taking that step up, you never know how good they are. You know, the race at Rose Hill two starts ago was put on for IME, no doubt. But yesterday was dominant. And horses that can make take the advantage and get out of, their, get out of uh, taking bad luck out of the equation. She's got the ability early, the speed, put yourself there. Then when they come, they find a length again. One, well, what the, what the, run 7-something it ran? Yeah, run 777, Rich. I can't run that build up. <laughs> hey, Rich, um, this probably went a little bit unnoticed, but it should be um, highlighted more. Cameron Crockett's achievement to train one, two, three in the highway. Well done. Yeah, I sent him a text message straight away. Wonderful achievement, wasn't it? Uh, look, they've been one of the, the great highlights um, for New South Wales racing. For And everyone talks about the in, in the bush, the $130,000 prize money on a Saturday for a lot of these country horses is just amazing, yeah. And for Cameron to train first, second and third uh, was outstanding. Uh, I'll be honest, I wish it was uh, first, second, third, just in a slightly different order, but uh, a wonderful achievement. Mm. Rich, our talk topic, great moments for 2022. Did you have a moment that stood out? Look, for me, I think one stood out, but uh, I, I already uh, know a bloke called Dean Ritchie took it earlier. No, no, I, no you, for you, me, you, I, you I, can I go again. Yeah. Cameron Smith's British mm. Open win. That back nine 
um, was extraordinary. I think he only hit one bad shot, which was the approach on 17. But then to get up and down on 17, he, he um, that was dominant. Obviously, Ash Barty, um, a lot of great highlights. But for me, uh, I'll plonk for the Cameron Smith. And I'll even go with Ray because I was there as well, I think, on the video that I've got. I actually say hello to Ray as I was mm. filming uh, Nature's Stripe or Nature's Shrimp on the track after the King Stand at Royal Ascot. Yeah, well, I'll let you revisit Cameron Smith, if you like, Rich, because it is great audio. I'll tell you what, Trevor, this is excellent. Just amazing control he has, always in motions over everything under this kind of pressure. Brilliant, quite brilliant. What a back nine. Just listen to this reception. Look at those scenes coming down the 18th. Here at St Andrews, the home of golf in the 150th Open. Cam Smith has won the 150th Open. He is the champion golfer of the year. And with a score of 268, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. Hey, Rich, 67, 64, 73, final round of 64 to win the 150th British Open. He is some golfer, Cam Smith. Is he what? And uh, I think the, the average young bloke, the average golf fan relates to Cam. He's, uh, he can't wait. He got down to the Brecky Creek Hotel after winning the Australian PGA. He's, he's just, uh, there's no airs and graces. He's just a, a good young bloke who's... Um, absolutely flying in golf and you know him and Bulldog are in a challenge to see who's got the most cash <laughs> I think Dino might be very very close to almost a dead heat there hey Rich um, thanks so much for all your contributions to, during 2022 Merry Christmas to you and your family and we'll do it all again next year mate same to you Ray same to you Bog to 10 and Mara and everyone there have a, a great a great Christmas and a year to all the, the listeners I hope you had a wonderful year and um, I couldn't believe it I must admit I I remember saying to Ben Lloyd, you know, I know you've given the job to uh, Bulldog, but that'll be about six or seven weeks, mate. He'll, he'll, it's a he'll miracle, put people asleep, but <laughs> He's a done a wonderful job, Bulldog. He's only disappointed me once, Ray. He's only yeah. disappointed me once. He went away with about 16 of them down to Mudgee. They were, they were all on the drink. There was 15 of them there, still about 10 o'clock. One bloke slipped out to go to bed nice and early. I've grown uh, up, Rich. Little, I've grown little, up. little sweetie pie, Bulldog. <laughs> Growing up, my friends. About time you learnt the same traits. He did the Harold Holt. He was out of there. Hey, good on you, Thanks, Rich. Rich. Have, Have a great, great Christmas, Christmas and New Year, mate.